Many are getting weak. Many are failing. And many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa. Pastor Ebenezer Okronipa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is the senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Lift up your right hand. Say, Father. Father. I declare, I declare my heart is open, heart is open. My, mind is my mind is ready to receive, to receive your, word your word that can lift me, can lift to, me to my next level, my next level financially. financially. I'll be impacted by your word. I'll be word. lifted by your word. And my life will never be the same again. My finances will never be the same again. I will testify of financial miracles in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Give a clap offering to the Lord. Take your seats. Let's appreciate the choir. Hallelujah. Appreciate yourself. Appreciate our instrumentalists. Appreciate our media guys. Appreciate our ushers. Appreciate the sanitation team. Appreciate the protocol. And appreciate yourself right now. And of course, appreciate me as well. And above all, appreciate Holy Ghost. Give him a shout and celebrate Holy Ghost. Say, I love you, Holy Ghost. Say, Holy Spirit, I love you. Say, Jesus, I love you. Hallelujah. Give a clap offering to the Lord. Amen and amen. Tell somebody the money is coming. Look, the word of God, hear me, and this is very important. The word of God is both is in two dimensions. There's the information or the knowledge aspect, and then there's the spirit aspects. There's the spirit aspects. This is where the Lord says as we start from today. There is the knowledge or the information aspect. So when you pick the Bible, you'll be reading a lot of things. The Bible contains stories of men. The Bible contains words that God spoke. The Bible contains words that angels spoke. The Bible contains uh, historical accounts of things that happened 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 6,000 years ago. The Bible contains uh, historical accounts of things that happened to men, things that happened to spiritual beings, things that happened to angels, things that happened to Israel, things that happened to Assyria, Philistine, things that happened to the Palestinians, so many, so much information over there. It tells us about family systems, family trees, and it tells us also, it gives us accounts of songs that were written and, and sung by others, poems that were spoken, literary works that are, that are so beautiful. All of those are information. The Bible contains advices as well, counsels, concerning various subjects and various areas of life. And the Bible also contains predictions of the future. Predictions. All of these things are information. But there is another part of the word of God, which is the spirit aspects. 
The information aspect of the word can be taught. But the spirit aspect cannot be taught. It must be caught. So even as I'm teaching you about money from the biblical aspect, it is good to hear and understand with your mind, but you must open up your spirit to catch it. The Bible says that the letter kill it. The letter kill it. God gave the children of Israel the letter. He gave them the word of God. He gave them the laws and they did not catch the spirit behind it. So they found the word of God and the law of God to be so grievous and difficult to, uh, difficult to understand and difficult to uh, uh, practice and to live out. Yet somebody like David said, I have loved thy law more than even my necessary food. He said, your law is my meditation day and night. Meaning the man had gone beyond the literary works, uh, had gone beyond the information aspect. He had caught the spirit of the word. So he said that the entrance of your word gives light and brings understanding to the simple. He was the one who said that Thy word is what? A lamp unto my feet uh, and a light to my path. Meaning for me to make an advancement and to go anywhere, I must see it from the word. I must see it from the word. The word of God shows me how I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. So it is important that we understand these things and your greater desire in this conference uh, should not just to be to understand the things that I'm, I'm going to teach you. Because some people are here, they want some information to do certain things. But you see, you need to catch the spirits behind it. When you catch the spirit behind it, miracle monies, miracle finances begin to flow. The angel of money begins to work with you because angels are spirits. Spiritual things must be caught. Some things, they cannot be taught. They must be caught. If you don't catch the revelation, it will always be sounding like something that is far-fetched and difficult to understand in your ears. Difficult to practice in your ears. It becomes difficult. So something you even want to sow a seed and you struggle because you have not caught the spirit behind seed sowing. But when you catch the spirit behind seed sowing, sometimes even when you have made the decision, you have not yet sent the fiscal money, the thing begins to work for you. But when you have not caught it, and you are just operating from still the thought pattern or the thought realm, you realize that you practice and sometimes it is difficult for manifestation. Why? Because the spirit, he said that his word has spoken, it's a spirit will gather it. It is the spirit that gathers things and brings them into manifestation. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, the Bible said, and the earth was dark, formless and void. And then the Lord said, let there be light. Who brought the light? It was the spirit. It was the spirit. So the spirit brings into manifestation what the word of God declares. If you are not able to catch the spirit behind this money convention, you can be shouting at the top of your voice till your lungs are hurting that the money is coming and yet you see only air. You see only air. So you must desire to catch. Lift up your right hand. Say tonight, I declare I am alert. I am alert to catch the spirit. Of financial flow in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen, the money is coming. Tell somebody the money is coming. The money is coming. And I know what I'm talking about. You know, the Spirit of the Lord showed shown me something over here. He said that one of the signs of the end times is that the governance or the governments of the nations will be going towards the theocratic system. 
towards the theocratic system. When we talk about governing nations, we have the autocratic uh, uh, system. That is where one man exercises so much power. Like when we have a military uh, rule or military in a military governing state where one uh, the leader of the nation, being uh, an army general, uh, is, uh, exercises absolute authority over the land. And so whatever he says is what goes. Autocracy. Autocratic rule. And then we also have the democratic rule where it is an assumption that the power belongs to the people. So whoever comes to rule is actually voted into power by the people. And, it's, and the person's rule is, is governed by, or, or it's, it's, it's works hand in hand with certain arms of government. So we have the executive arm of government, we have the legislative arm of government, we have the judiciary. And so all of these things are supposed to be checks and balances. But you see, but because it's a system of men, still men are able to uh, find their way and manipulate it and it still look as though it is one man power show. It's one man power show. And all of these things, the autocratic system and the democratic system is what has brought us to where we are today. Where we are today. So it is bound to fail. So one of the things that God spoke to me about was that as we are getting to the end times, the system, the government of the nations is going to go back towards theocracy. And what is theocracy? Some people define theocracy as a system of government governance where power is put in the hands of religious leaders. That is wrong. Theocracy is actually the government governance where God is king. And it oppressed through religious leaders. Why? Because the assumption is that the religious leaders are in contact with God. And so they are able to hear from God and then they tell the people what the law wants. So before kingship was instituted in Israel, the, the, it was a theocratic system. In fact, when the kingship uh, started operating, it was still theocracy because the kings were consulting with the prophets and were consulting with the priests to know what is the will of God. What is the mind of God? Now, in that system, if you check the Old Testament, there were two major places where monies were kept, where the wealth of the nations were, were kept. Number one, there was a storehouse in the house of the king, and number two, there was a storehouse in the house of God. So the house of God was not a poor place, it was a rich place. The gold, the, the, the old artifacts were made of gold. The cups, the shields, everything was made of pure gold. A lot was going into the house of God. So the house of God was a rich place where the priests governed, where the priest was in charge. It was a place of great wealth as well as the storehouse of the king. That is why when Hezekiah had allowed uh, uh, the Babylonians to come and view and see his, his treasure houses, the Bible said that they were, going to, they were going to plan to come back and come and conquer Israel. Why? Just because of the treasures that he saw in the house of God and the treasures that he saw in the storehouse of the king. The storehouse of the king. Now, this tells us that the two major operators in the Old Testament, uh, apart from the prophets, were the priests and the king. Priesthood and the kingship. Priests and king. They were the major holders of the finances. They were the major holders, the major controllers of the finances of the nation. Glory to Jesus Christ. Can I tell you something? The Bible tells us that in Christ, he has made us to be kings. And to be priests. If you don't catch the revelation, I'll leave it for you tomorrow. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, he's saying that in that system, 
The money, the money, you see that grace operating in these two major areas. And he said that in our day in Christ, he has made us to be kings and to be priests. Meaning as kings, we control the treasure house of the king. And as priests, we control the treasure house in the house of God. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, once you are a king and a priest, it does not matter the angle. Or in both angles, the grace is being released. I said the grace is being released. I said the grace is being released. So, it is the will of God. It is the will of God. So, God is letting us know that in the end times, the money is coming to the church. The money is coming to the church. The financial increase is coming to the church. The wealth transfer is coming to the church. During the Father's honor this year, uh, Apostle Geoffrey, uh, I know, spent a lot of time talking about wealth transfer. He was trying to prove to us from scriptures and by prophecy that there's a wealth transfer coming. It's a message that God has put in his spirit. The man is going crazy with that message. It's, um, and it is true. It is the revelation of God that God wants us to catch in, the, in this end times. So what you need, listen to me, it is good to pursue education. It is good to pursue other adventures in, in, in life. But what you need to pursue is that that prophecy will come to pass in your life. That prophecy will come to pass in your life. That prophecy will come to pass in your life. So if you go to school and you come out and you are so poor, what was the use of the school? At the end of the day, you come and you join those who are saying, ah, we learned how to draw a cockroach. And what has, what has cockroach benefited me today? How to draw the leg of a cockroach. My goodness, we have drawn things. Uh, they said we should draw what? what butterfly. Uh, what, what, what else were we drawing? Tilapia. Frog. You are drawing frog. Frog. A gamma lizard. My God. And so... <laughs> Were you drawing mosquito? Hey! I don't know which of the schools you mosquito are. My God, my God. Glory to Jesus Christ. So, if you study all of these things and you end up poor, you, you feel sorry for yourself. You feel sorry for yourself. So you need to trust God that this revelation will come to pass in your life. It is the will of God that the church will prosper. In Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 and 3, he said, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all the nations shall flow unto it. All the nations shall do what? Flow unto it. Where would they flow unto? The mountain of the Lord's house, the mountain of the Lord, the mountain of the Lord is where the house of God is and he said that all the nations have flown to it and he said that the mountain of God's house shall be a exalted above all the hills. Now, mountains and hills are actually prophetic indicators of dominions and authorities. Dominions and authorities. Financial dominion, political dominion, the power play. So, hills and mountains, when we are looking at it from prophetic uh, interpretation, it's talking about the powers that govern the nations, the powers that govern the peoples. And it said that the mountain of the Lord's house in the end time is going to be higher. It's going to dominate the hills. It's going to dominate the authorities. It's going to dominate the structures. 
So what hills? We are talking about the mountains and the hills of entertainment, the hills of finances, the hills of banking system, the hills of, uh, of, of science, the hills of creativity and art, the hills of politics, the hills of family systems. He said that the mountain of the Lord's house shall dominate. Now to dominate means it will control, it will have influence and be able to make impact in these sectors. And I pray that one of the actors in these end times that the kingdom of God will be using will be somebody sitting under the sound of my voice. So, he's saying that this is the plan of God for the end times. And listen to the last part. He said, all the nations shall flow unto it. Why? Why would they flow unto it? Because what they are looking for will be over there. What they are looking for, for their peace, for their prosperity, for their healing, for their progress, will be at the mountain of the Lord's house, in the house of God. Let me show you another prophetic scripture. Haggai chapter number 2, studying from the verse number 6 to the verse number 9. He said, for thus year the Lord of hosts... Thus hear the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth, and the sea and the dry land. You go to the book of Hebrews, he, he, he quotes this scripture, saying that at, at first God shook the earth, and it was true. In the days of Moses, when there was an earthquake, there was a shaking, it shook only the earth, and it shook only the earth, and there were a lot of changes, a lot of changes. The Bible tells us how the people began to panic and were in fear. But more correctly, I believe that it was when the Lord cursed the earth, when Lucifer uh, sinned against, against God and the earth capsized. But he said that there is another shaking that is coming in the end times. And he said that this shaking will not just be of the earth, but it shall be of the heavens and of the earth. He said he will shake the heavens, the earth, and the sea, and the dry land. And look at what he says in the verse number 7. And I will shake the nations, look at that, and all the desires of the nations shall come. Where will they come? He said, I will fill this house with glory, see the Lord of hosts. What house was he talking about? The house of God. The house of God. The house of God. Look at that in Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2. He says that, and the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted above the hills, and all the nations shall flow there. And he says that the desire, I'll, I'll fill this house, I'll fill, I'll fill uh, this house with glory. With glory. Now that word glory over there, I shared with you in one service, that that word glory also means finances. It also means money. It also means wealth. It also means prosperity. It is not just beauty, elegance, and splendor, but it's talking about financial glory, financial elevation, and it is proved in the next verse. So after I said that, and my, I'll fill this house with glory. What kind of glory? Verse number eight. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, said the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine. Just after he said, I'll fill this house with glory. So the glory he was talking about over there was not some shiny, shiny something that is radiating. He was talking about financial glory, financial elevation, uh, proving to us that Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2 was right. All the nations will be going there. Why? Because the financial glory will be in the house of the Lord. 
And so if you are in the house of God, you have, you have an advantage. I say you have an advantage. I say you have an advantage. I say you have an advantage. Look, he said the glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of the former. Why were the nations attacking Israel? Because they saw prosperity in, the, in Israel. They saw that these people were having abundance. They were having substance. So anytime they attack Israel, it's because of what Israel has. It's because of what Israel has. Listen to me. In this day and age, we, the church of God, we are the nation of God. And so all the nations have flowed unto us, into the house of God. So even the church, brother, sister, get ready. There are better days about to manifest. In fact, the better days, the Lord is just speaking to me. The Lord said, I don't tell them they are about to manifest. Tell them the days are here now. Their days are here now. The days are here now. They should position themselves. They should position themselves. Lift up your right hand. Say, Lord, teach me to position myself to take advantage of this glory, of this financial glory in the name of Jesus Christ. So all things shall be transferred to the church. Just like in the Old Testament. What did you see over there? You saw ah, when Israel was leaving Egypt. What happened? The gold, the silver, they were transferred to them before they left. Wealth transfer. Wealth transfer. Wealth transfer. Look at in uh, the book of Esther, Mordecai and Esther and the children of Israel. There was a transfer of glory to them. So wealth transfer, there is a system that God has put in place that at the maturity of time, at the right time, wealth will transfer to the, his children. That's why the Bible tells tell you that the wicked man gathers for the righteous man to enjoy. When the children of Israel entered into the land of Egypt, uh, no, entered into the land of promise, uh, it wasn't a place where they were now going to fell trees and cut down forests so that they can start settlements. No, when they entered, they entered into already built cities. The Bible said the pools were already there, the houses were already there, the fields were already there. So they were not now going to start let, going to plant and start their fields. Their fields were already there. They went to inherit what is that wealth transfer? Wealth transfer. In this end times, God is going to manifest same with you and I, with you and I, because supernatural financial flow is coming. Supernatural financial increase is coming. We are going to be so loaded and we'll be able to do so much more for the advancement of the kingdom of God, preparing the church and preparing the world for the coming of our great Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The money is coming. Tell somebody the money is coming. Tell somebody the money is coming. Tell somebody the money is coming. God wants us to understand these things. He wants us to understand and appreciate these things and have them in our spirits and begin to function from that glory, begin to function from that understanding, begin to function from that place so that we don't function like the rest of the world. We don't function like the rest of the world. We must see as God sees. We must function as God functions. We must operate as spiritual people who function by revelation. Open your Bibles quickly to the book of Job, chapter number 2. 27. Job chapter number 27. Mm. Glory to Jesus Christ. Verse 16. He said, though he heaps up like silver, he heaps up silver like dust and piles up clothing like clay, he may pile it up, but the just will wear it. Look at that. 
The just worried. The innocent will divide the silver. Oh my God, my God, my God, my God. Let me start from the verse number 15 so that we understand this thing. He said, this is the portion of a wicked man with God. And the heritage of oppressors received from the Almighty. If his children are multiplied, it is for the sword. It is for the sword. You know, they are going to die. And his offspring shall not be satisfied with bread. Look at that. The oppressor and the wicked man who is gathering abundance, his children are not going to enjoy it. Why? God has prepared it for a certain group of people. He said that those who survive him shall be buried in death. And their widows shall not weep. Though he heaps up silver like dust and piles up clothing like clay, he may pile it up, but the just shall wear it, and the innocent shall divide, will divide the silver. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to Jesus Christ. Listen to me. God has prepared. These are prophetic indicators showing us what is the will of God for our lives. But you know, but still the children of God, we still have a poverty mentality. We must open our eyes and see that the money is coming. See that the financial progress is coming. See that the financial increase is coming. The financial increase is coming. During the Father's honor, uh, uh, Pastor Geoffrey shared Haggai chapter 2 verse 6 tonight that I just read to you. And he said, it's a prophecy to overcome this nation. So I have just come by the word of the Lord. What I'm sharing with you right now, I'm sharing with you prophetically. It is not even according to how I've structured my notes. I'll be going to my notes very soon. But I'm, I, the Lord wants us to understand that this is the revelation that we should carry. Unfortunately, there are some people after, after uh, finance conventions, they'll forget all of these things. And when you forget the curse of those who forget, you must be conscious of it. The Bible said ah, that the, the, the communication of our faith, Philemon chapter 1, the verse number 6, the communication of our faith shall become effectual by what? The acknowledgement of every good thing that is in us in Christ Jesus. We must acknowledge that good thing. We must acknowledge our minds must be set on the prophetic word. So when you start a business, you start a business on the premise of this prophecy. You don't go as uncertain as other people go. The money is coming. Tell somebody the money is coming. Tell somebody the money is coming. Shout and declare the money is coming. Thank you, Holy Ghost. As you are speaking it, it is being manifested in your life. Ecclesiastes chapter number 2, the verse number 26. Ecclesiastes chapter 2, the verse number 26. For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight. But for to the sinner... To the sinner, he gives the work of gathering and collecting that he may give it to whom who is good before God. Look at that. The money is coming. This is another prophet, another man of God that is speaking over here. And the man said that he has recognized that there is a principle that God has put in the earth. That a principle that God has put in the earth. For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man who is good in his sight. But for the sinner, this is the work of the sinner. The work of gathering and collecting that he may give it to him who is good before God. Look at that. That is world transfer. That is God moving things from the hands of the unbelievers and bringing them into the hands of the children of God. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Are you sure you are ready? You see, 
you are getting ready. That's why we are having finance convention. The word of God is actually for our preparation. The word of God helps us to get ready for the prophetic manifestations of God. So as we are going through this uh, convention, please listen with rapt attention. Take the notes that you are supposed to take. Hear the word of God that you are supposed to hear. Catch what God wants to catch. That is what prepares you. That is what prepares you. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So for us to be able to function in this financial flow, Yesterday I showed you there are some principles, there are some foundations that form the pillars of our financial prosperity. Yesterday I was sharing with you on the subject of the blessing of financial prosperity. And I shared with you about prosperity and told you that prosperity is about the presence of God with you. Listen to me. This spirit of money, when it comes upon you, it's so great. It will get to a point in time, eh? Soon you'll be finding money at strange places. Money will be locating you. People will be just investing in you. People will just, money that they have gathered for years, they will just come and put late at your feet, late at your disposal, that do what you want to do with it. Some of us, we are going to get to a certain place. We'll go and then our bags will wake up in the morning and there'll be a bag, bags in our closet and money will be there. It will become as though we are, look, listen, what's in here? Huh? And then somebody will go and do some ritual. And then the person will wake up in the morning and money is in a bag, a jute bag. How many of you have heard it? Or oh, you think it is an answer, same? Or it is what? A movie, Nigerian movie. Where do you think they got it from? It's real. It's real. It's real. So they can invoke certain things and then you wake up in the morning and then money is over there. Money is over there. When as those people who are doing Sakawa, I see, where did they get that from? It's because God can do it. And so the devil brings a, a, a counterfeit version to corrupt what God does. But if we can build capacity, Look at what I shared with you the other day about the partner of uh, uh, Copeland. Oh, God said, I go and buy this uh, old dilapidated uh, old factory that is no longer in use. Nobody wants to even buy it because it looks like to, to, to buy it and to refurbish it will be more costly. It will cost you more than even going to get a bell land and building up. The Lord said, I go and buy that land. They made, it was so cheap, they bought it. He said, the Lord said, I built a dome. He said, where am I going to get the money to build a dome? The Lord said that the money is in the ground. Which ground? In the ground of the warehouse. He said, ah, how, which, what ground? Then he went to call some technicians. They started digging. They are not even dug up to six feet. Boom. And they met some kind of nice, I don't know whether that wood or so. Very expensive. They excavated several track loads. Who put that, that wood over there? Who went to cut that wood and put it in the ground waiting for them? I'll show you that. I'll give you the treasures of hidden darkness, hidden riches of secret places. Can a complain himself when to buy a land? The, and listen, one of the things uh, I, I told you yesterday, that the, the dream should not be to be rich. That riches is good. Riches is, 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 is a process. The dream is to be wealthy. The dream is to be wealthy. God gives grace for riches and grace for wealth. 
Wealth is more ever, it's more, it lasts longer. It affects generations upon generations. Riches talks about money for present comforts. Do you understand me? Money, it has present value. So, for instance, God can bless you with a lot of cities. But you see, when the cities come to you, you must find a way of converting that city's wealth to something that will last longer. That is why I shared with you that everybody who has to come over here have grace that next year by this time we should sleep have, have a land. Because if you bought a land last year for 20,000 Ghana cities, this year that land doesn't cost 20,000 Ghana cities. It costs more. It costs more. Two, it is something that you can pass on to gen- the next generation. Wealth. Wealth transcends just your generation. It goes to the next generation. I see God not just raising rich people over here. I see God raising wealthy people. Receive grace to be wealthy. You see, the blessing brings riches. The blessing of the Lord make it what? Rich. It make it rich. But the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18, He said that God has given us power to what? Get what? Wealth. Why? Because he may establish a covenant. So whilst the blessing brings riches, the covenant brings enduring wealth. Some don't understand, but you understand it when you grow. Amen and amen. You understand it. There is a free blessing that God gives to his children. And that blessing can bring you a certain supply. You see, so I'm praying that God will give me grace to get into that subject within this convention. It's dependent on your maturity. How to differentiate between the blessing and the covenants. The blessing can bring you certain riches, certain favors, can open certain doors, but it is a covenant that can give you something that endures and something that is perpetual. So somebody can be blessed today and then the next day is in trouble. Is in trouble. Why? Because the person has not undergirded the blessing with the covenants. That's why the children of Israel, you see, that was what's happening in the scriptures. One time they have, the next time they are down. One time they have, the next time they were down. Because the blessing was bringing them the prosperity. But they were not being faithful to the covenant. And anytime they were unfaithful to the covenant, they lose the power of the blessing. And then they become, they become slaves to their enemies. But anytime they repent and go back to the covenant, go back to the word of God, go back to the, the, the ways of, of the kingdom, then God blesses them again. He releases a, 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 a deliverer. He releases a Messiah who comes and comes to fight for them and bring them salvation and lift them out to, another, to, to their next level of glory. And then they sin again. And then the covenant, God's, the covenant is not being honored. The blessing lives. And they fall into uh, a curse. They get they fall into trouble again. So the covenant is so important if we are going to understand how to function in kingdom wealth, in kingdom prosperity. Glory to Jesus Christ. So you need to understand now the foundations of kingdom financial prosperity. Yesterday I shared with you the most important principle that you need to recognize God as your source. That is the first foundation. I'm going to share with you some foundations that you need to have in your heart all the time. I'm going to share with you some scriptures that you need to have in your heart all the time. If you are going to attract kingdom financial prosperity, if you are going to attract the spirit of God that brings money, the first one is that you recognize that God is your only source. It's your only source. That mentality is so important. You see, Christianity is all about mentality. The mentality you have is what will affect where you look for when you need help. 
When you think that your source is a human being, you look to human beings for help whenever you are in trouble. But when you know that God, you have the mentality that God is my source. God is my source. You go to God. You go to God. You go to God. You know, when we're having, we'll be having our turning point service uh, on Sunday. And so when we had the uh, initial meeting, we decided that, oh, we're going to prepare uh, some food. We wanted to have, uh, it's going to be a breakfast meeting. And so we're going to prepare food uh, for uh, 300 people. And that's what we are trusting God for Sunday morning. 300 people. And uh, because of the cost, we decided we are going to get a certain kind of food. Now, as I was praying, the Lord said, I know, serve this kind of food rather, which was going to be about two or three times more expensive. And I was wondering, uh, how would this be? How would this be? I said, Lord, that if it is your, if it is this what you want, then you have to supply. And then the Lord dropped uh, something in my heart when I acted upon it just today. Yeah, somebody has asked for my mumu number. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. And it's transferring that money tomorrow by this time. We'll be testifying. Why? Because did we come and do a, a fundraising and we say that people should bring 10,000, 5,000, 3,000? In fact, the day we took offerings for sowing, we, we, I said we were going to be taking second offering for sowing. We've only done it once. we only done it once. The day we, we didn't even get up to 200 cities. Even printing of flyers alone is times three of that money that we received on that day. Money for so winning. We're giving funds for so winning. So, if I'm going to be depending on the, the church, the church, the church, the church members, the church members, we'll never be able to do anything, anything great. So, you need to develop the mentality that God is my source. God is my source. Yesterday I read to you the prophetic word that God gave to Kenneth Copeland. That w- the reason why today he has given out more airplanes than any, I don't think, any human being on earth. I don't think just pastors. I don't know any human being that dashes airplanes out just like that. Maybe you are more knowledgeable than me. Have you heard of anybody you can share with me? Huh? Have you heard of Dan Gote giving out, dashing out an airplane? Okay. Huh? Huh? Or... Who? Gajola. Gajola has given out an airplane. Are you sure? You are serious, though? Amen and amen. Or have you heard of uh, Elon Musk giving out an airplane? Or some of these? And even they have how many? But one man has given out silver and his children are coming up time. Jerry Savelle also started giving out airplanes. That's airplanes. Airplanes. Charlie, we are connected to a certain trio. Very soon, <laughs> it will be my turn. And then very soon it will be your turn. In the name of Jesus Christ. Receive grace now. <laughs> Someone said, Shia, me make uh, bicycles. <laughs> you better repent. Be born again. <laughs> amen and amen. The man has given out aeroplanes. Aeroplanes. And this is what God told him. He said, don't look to the government. For your supply. Don't look to other people for your supply. No, no. Pastors, don't look to your congregation for your supply. Jesus is our source. The blessing of Abraham is our supply. The word is our supply. Look at what God spoke to Bishop Oedipo as well. He said, my son David, you have two eyes. Can you make one to look up and the other to look down? He said, no. If you look up to men, don't claim to be looking up to me. Those who look to me will never be ashamed. Will never be ashamed. So, God wants us to acknowledge that he's our supply. Know your parents. Know your father. Know your mother. Know your employer. 
not your employer. God is your supplier. That's why some of us, we can, you see, let me tell you, the system in this world, eh, it is to make you dependent forever. It's to make you dependent forever. If you go to school, you check what we study in school. Most of what we study in school is to, is to equip us to go and serve. It's to equip us to go and serve. So the educational system is actually rigged by the rich to prepare a workforce for them. That's why we don't even spend so much time studying about entrepreneurship. I mean, when I went to school, out of my eight semesters on campus, we only spent one semester. Even that one credit, the number of credit hours was just about one or two to study about entrepreneurship. And everything was rushed. Entrepreneurship should have been the way to go. If we are, we are, we are serious as a country and want to advance in industrialization, then it should have been reflected in our curricula. What we teach in our schools. How we equip our students. But we come and use it as political hogwash to bring people. Oh, in my dispensation, I'm going to uh, focus on industrialization. 1D, 1F. I'm, you see, but if we were really serious about this, we would have been going to change our syllabus. But rather, it is an opportunity to release money and pass to the other side and collect that money. And so, even our procurement systems are being defied, defiled. So, we know before the money goes out, we know who the money is going to go to. We know the companies we are going to give the contracts to. When, 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 when did you ever hear that they came to your area and they came and said, that, hey, we are doing a tender or everybody, so we want everybody to hear about it. So, we have come like the way they, when they are doing their rallies. They don't do they, they have They meet at Pram Pram and and the way in other places. And then they, they plan. They have distributed the country. The point of Achimota Forest. And they have undergathered it with laws and constitutional things. So that you cannot even rise up against it. <laughs> Let me come back and preach my message. No, 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 no. It is serious. And it is not just in Ghana. So don't think I'm just speaking about it. It's because I'm in Ghana. That's why I have to speak for, as a Ghanaian. I have to speak as a Ghanaian because God has placed me in Ghana. But you go to America, it is the same thing. The systems of this world are rigged to siphon masses for the wicked, for the rich, for the oligarchs. So an oligarchy a system of oligarchy where the rich are in control then the rest are just pawns they are just workers and slaves you know most of the politicians they see the human beings as animals people that they can use and throw away that's why you realize that most of them they are students their children don't go to school in ghana when they are when they are sick they don't go to our hospitals they don't go to, they don't use our drugs They don't, they don't, they don't. They rather even weaken our systems. So you see, a Ghanaian who has worked hard and built a company, and then because he's not on a particular area of a political divide, they work and then break the company down. 
If you look at our banks, how many local banks have survived? Our banking system, we controls our money as a nation. The, most of the money is controlled by foreigners. Nigerians, Europeans, Americans. That is where our money, all of us over here, I can tell you about 80% of your money is not with you. It's in a bank somewhere. And most of it is being controlled by foreign entities. So when the prophet comes, it doesn't come down and goes. And even our government is keeping money out of the country. They are keeping it offshore accounts. And you say that you are, you, you, we, cannot, we cannot revive human beings, but we can revive economy. No, you are crushing the economy. But hey, it's the system of this world. It's the system of this world. It's the system of this world. Forgive me, I'm a prophet. <laughs> Sometimes I think just takes over like that. Mm. In the system of this world. So, if you are going as a child of God, you are going to live your life dependent on the system. The system is a rig to enslave you and keep you poor so that you will always be dependent on the system. It doesn't, it doesn't seek to free you. It doesn't seek to liberate you. It seeks to keep you impoverished. But God is raising a generation that is going to defy the systems of this world. That is going to challenge and win over the system of this world. In the name of Jesus Christ. Because we shall be like the wind. The Bible says that the wind blows where it listed. No one understands where it's coming from or where it's going. Oh, but you can only hear the sound thereof. So is he that is born of the Spirit. Never you depend on the government. Or depend on other men. God says that I am your source. Believe him. Believe in God is our source in all things. First Corinthians chapter 8 verse 6. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. The next few minutes, I want you to follow me very closely. Because I am building bulwark foundations in your spirit. I am seeding you with the word of God for your next financial explosion. If you can catch this in your spirit, after today, you start seeing that your finances will start shifting. Things will start changing. Things will start changing. Things will start changing. First Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6, Amplified Version. He said, yet for us, there is only one God. Say, there is only one God for me. Say, there is only one God for me. And it is no money. Money is not your God. God is your God. And when God becomes your God, you will use money to serve you. Yet for us, there is only one God, the Father, who is what? The source. Hallelujah. He's what? Of what? Of what? All things. He's the source of what? Come on, say it with conviction. He's the source of what? Isn't it amazing that God will give us a translation that would bring it so clearly? Who is the source of all things? And for whom we have life, and, and, and for whom we have life, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through and by whom, through and by whom are all things, and through and by whom are ourselves, we ourselves exist. But then the most important point is the source over there, because that's going to affect our finances. He's the source of all things. So is it dollar? 
Is it city? Is it Naira? Is whatever it is, it's the source of all things. Is it a house? Is it a breakthrough? Is it an open door? It's the source of all things. I see God supplying your need today. Listen to me. Even it's about marriage, and you are wondering, ah, do I have the financial capacity to get married? No. Your work is not your source. Your work is not your source. Your work is not your source. God is your source. Lift up your right hand and shout, God is my source. Are you looking for an admission? Are you looking for a job? God is your source. God is your source. You see, we need to break off the attitude of being dependent on the promises of men, on the word of men, on the assurances of men, and go back to God. God is my source. He's the source of all things. Get this into your spirit. Say it to yourself. Repeat it. You see, this is how to get the scripture in meditation. You repeat it to yourself when and again. God is the source of all things. Meaning God is my source of all things. Right? So what are all things? What are the things that I need? What are the things that I'm always looking to? Oh, okay. Then it's my source of education. It's my source of marriage. It's my source of this. It's my source of that. You, what are you, now you are meditating until it becomes a mentality. Use your brain correctly. Don't want to be using your brain to be gossiping or fighting others or doing certain things that are unproductive. Use your brain to meditate. Use your brain to meditate on the word of God. Spend time with the word. This thing that I'm sharing with you, go back. If you don't have the Amplified Version, please, you can go. I think they've showed it. On, go to Facebook. It will be over there. Or go on the internet. Amplified Version of First Corinthians 8.6. You see it over there. Copy and paste it on your phone. Or print it or whatever. Or write it down in your book so that you can be meditating on it. He's a source of all things. He's a source of all things. He's a source of all things. Psalm 145, verse 15 and 16, such a beautiful scripture. Do you know that every creature depends on God? Every living thing depends on God. Say, the eyes of all do what? Wait upon thee, and thou givest them bread, their meat in due season. Thou gives them their meats. You give them meats in due season. You give them their meats. Meaning what the lion eats, God gives it. What the chicken will eat, God gives it. What the lizard will eat, God gives it. What the snake will eat, God gives it. May you not be the meat that <laughs> a certain snake catches. In the name of Jesus Christ. So the Bible is saying that God is the supply of all things. Look at the verse 16. It, 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 it's, it's so beautiful. You see, when God is giving, he doesn't give cheaply. He gives you enough to satisfy you. And thou openest thy hand. I see the hand of God opening towards you. And, say, and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. Oh, the desire, the desire, the desire. I'll be talking to you about desire one of these days. But the desire of every living thing. He said, you open your hand. May God's hand open towards you now. Now receive your desires. And you, and you what? Give, provide. You satisfy the desire. You satisfy the desire. You don't go hungry again after today. I say, you don't go hungry again after today. I say, you don't go hungry again after today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. Amplified version. Philippians, I'm, I'm, I'm laying foundations. So these are the foundations of God's supply system. God is the source of all things. Philippians 4.19, Amplified Version. said, And my God will liberally, I said Amplified, 
and my God will liberally supply. He will liberally supply, fill to the full your wants, every need. How many of them? Every need, every need, every need. What, what is that need? Have you, have you delivered it to him? Have you laid it at his feet? He will fully feel, feel to the full, nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing, nothing less than full. Listen to me. God desires you to be full. Every time, oh my God, every time your bank account is always at the red, no, things are going to start changing. Because you're going to start feeling, and you'll keep feeling, and you'll keep feeling until you are full, until you are full, until you are full. In the name of Jesus Christ, very soon God is going to take us there. Every time our, if you are, you are driving, your, your, your tank will always be full. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive that grace now. New Living Translation, same Philippians 4.19. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from where? His glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. By God, all needs are supplied, not some. That's another, write it down. By God, all needs are supplied, not some. Not some, all of them. Every one of them. You can trust God for every one of them. I'm giving you faith for your finances. Next scripture, James chapter 1 verse 17. I'm going to read from the King James Amplified and then a message. He said, heaven, the point I'm trying to make over here is that heaven has a storehouse where goods are downloaded. Whatever you need is in heaven and you can download it. Tonight before we leave, we are going to pray we are going to download some things. I said we are going to download some things. Is there something that you want to see in your life? Tonight, connect your faith to my faith. Let's download something. Glory to Jesus Christ. Oh, on Sunday morning, one dear sister came and, uh, after first service and said, Papa, I'm, I'm tired. I'm tired. I told myself that I'm tired. And so today, I, I want God. I'm, I'm, I've been using my faith all alone. And so now, and when she said she was tired, I was just about to be here until I heard what she was saying. She said, no, I, I want to tie my faith to your faith. God should do this for me. And there was something that she had asked God to do for her before the end of November that it should happen. She had been trying everything possible. Anytime she tries, it fails. Anytime she tries, she fails. And she came and said, no. I said, enough is enough. I am tired. And I said, God, I'm tying my faith to this man of God. Do you know what happened? That same day or that same Sunday before she would leave to the house, God opened the door. By the next morning, it was settled. It was settled. So, we are going to pray and tie your faith to my faith. I don't know who it is that you are trusting God for accommodation, but I want to tie your faith to my feet. Tie your faith to my feet. That God, by God, will supply your need. James chapter 1 verse 17. King James. Well, let me start with the amplified version first. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He said, every good gift and every perfect gift, ah, free, large, full gift, is from above. Hallelujah. It's from the storehouse of God. It's from above. It comes down from the Father of all that gives light in the shining, uh, in the shining of whom there can be no variation. Look at that. He said, every good gift, every perfect gift, every large, full, free gift 
Men do not give free gifts. But God gives free gifts. May God release some free gifts your way this week. I said, may God release some free gifts your way this week. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Somebody is receiving something free. Take it now. I said, take it now. Look at the same scripture in the message version. It said, every desirable, every desirable and beneficial gifts. You know, King James. Oh, I keep talking about King James. Let's arrange to buy King James, please. Yeah, so, that message. Every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. Look at that. Every desirable, your desire. What is it that you are looking for? He said, it comes out of where? Heaven. He said, the gifts are rivers of light. Cascading down from the Father of lights. There's nothing deceitful in God. Nothing two-faced. Nothing fickle. Nothing fickle. Nothing fickle. And listen to me. When you are connected to heaven's economy, know that heaven's economy is always intact. Write that down as well. Heaven's economy is always intact. No matter what happens on the earth, we are not affected. If your faith is in the economy of heaven, no matter what is happening in the Ghanaian economy, you will still be advancing. You will still be making progress. Why? Because you are not receiving your supply from the government of Ghana. You are not receiving your supply from the government of Ghana. How can you trust a government when even when the masses, the people are saying that, let us remove one man, and then the government will say that, if he, if he. So, it means that one man is more important than 30 million Ghanaians. So, how can you say you trust that the government? It means that the government is more interested in itself than you. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. I'm not in NDCU. <laughs> amen. Praise God forevermore. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Huh? GPP. God's people's party. <laughs> oh. Oh, Ghana people's party. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. So we are not affected. Deuteronomy 8, verse 12. Message version. So God would throw open the doors of his sky vaults. There are vaults in the skies. I said there are vaults in the skies. You see, I want you to catch it. See what I'm talking about. As I'm reading the scripture, I'm, I told you I'm giving you some foundations. If you miss the foundations, whatever you are building upon becomes weak. That's why some of us have faith in, uh, in, uh, in tithing and giving one day and then the next day we, we lose our faith. Our foundations are weak. And I'm giving you the foundations and you're not listening. He said there are vaults in the skies. There are treasure houses. There are banking systems in the heavens. Heaven has supplies. There's nothing on this earth that heaven does not have a spare part for. Even human body parts, he has spare parts. Is it money? Is it money? Are you understanding me? So, there are vaults where God has a heavenly storehouse. And so that there are good and perfect gifts. Large, free, full. I can make available to you. Glory to Jesus Christ. King James says that his good treasury, his good treasury, his good treasury. And God is the one that controls the heavenly one. 
Psalm 121 verse 2. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The maker of heaven and earth. Listen, our source can provide all our needs. Write that also down. Genesis chapter 22, verse 7 and 8. When God told Abraham, the Abraham that go and your only son Isaac, go and sacrifice him to me. The man did not even, he did not even wrinkle his nose or bat his eye. The next morning he carried his wood, he carried his son. He went with his servants at the base of the mountain. He told them that, wait, I'm going with my son alone. The son asked him that, daddy, oh, where I see the wood. I see the matches. I see everything. I see the fuel for the sacrifice. But where is the offering? Where is the offering? Isaac, verse 7 and verse number 8. And Isaac spoke on Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here am I, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Where is the lamb for the sacrifice that we are going to do? Listen to what Abraham told him. This was why Abraham became rich. This was his mentality. And Abraham said to my son, God would not provide himself. I don't know which scripture, where this person is. God will provide himself a lamp. <laughs> He's still, he still there. Hey. <laughs> Genesis 22, 7 and 8. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they both went, so both of them went together. So let me read the same thing from the message so that you see, you understand it better. Isaac said to Abraham, his father, father, yes, my son, we have flint and wood. But where is the sheep of the burnt offering? Abraham said, son, God will see to it. So when you read the original version of the God will provide, Jehovah Jireh, right? God will provide. The actual translation means that Jehovah sees to it. Jehovah sees to it. That's why the message version translates it this way. It said, my son, God will see to it that it's a sheep for the burnt offering. And they kept on walking together. We serve a God who sees to it. I said, we serve a God who sees to it. Is it your finances for the fees? God will see to it. Is it your accommodation need? God will see to it. Anytime you are faced with a need, tell yourself, God will see to what? It. Say, God will see to it. Say, God will see to it. Look at our sister. She was about to start a business. How many, how long, how many months now since the business? It's only a month. Only a month. And she had a starting capital. I don't even know how much. And then she came and she said, ah, I want this business to stand. The way she was sitting, young girl with so much conviction in her eyes and in her face. And she was talking to me as though she was talking to God. Because the way she was talking, I was like, hey, this girl, me too, I'm, a, I'm a human being like you. But the way she was talking, she believed in the grace. She believed in the grace. And she took $25 of her starting capital. Uh, $25. So it means that if her starting capital is even, say, $250, she took 10% of it. He said, I want to use it as a foundation. And so the money that she had, she probably want to buy some few things and then some ingredients to start her business. Start her business. But she needed two expensive things. An oven, a big oven, and then a deep freezer. Is that right? A deep freezer. With the, the, the money that he had to start the business, could he buy those things? But they, what happened? They got see to it. So now do you have the two? So she, now she has a deep freezer in one month. In one month. In one month. Did you get any money to buy those things? 
No, but God saw to it. So sometimes what you need is no manual. You just need God to see to it. Somebody is not getting it. Sometimes you just need God to see to it. So the money will not come into your hands. But what you need will come to you. What you need will come to you. What you need will come to you. I said God will see to it. I said God will see to it. I said God will what? See to it. Say my God will see to it. Oh, and he saw to it. By the time we get to the chapter, verse number 12 to verse number 14, we see God telling him that don't touch the boy. Why? Because I have provided a ram for the sacrifice. That meant that God said, I have seen to it. I have seen to it. I have seen to it. Today, God wants you to have absolute faith in his ability. And that is where he said, ah, Abraham named the place God, the place God Yireh. God sees to it. That's where we get the saying, on the mountain of God, he sees to it. On the mountain of God, <laughs> he sees to it. God is going to see to your needs. I said, God is going to see to your wants. God is going to see to every desire that you have upon your heart. Receive his supply. I said, receive his supply. I said, receive his supply. God is going to see to it. The Lord said, I should tell somebody over here, he's going to take care of you. He's going to meet your need. He's going to supply everything that you need. Receive that supply from above. Receive that supply from above. Receive that supply from above. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let me just do some two more minutes quickly. So that we'll get some foundation and then we are going to pray. Mm. God sees to it. And he is a good God. Lift up your right hand. Say God is a good God. Say God is a good God. Many people believe that God is a supplier, but they've not yet understood that he's a good God and he's good towards them. God desires to be good to you. Psalm 31 verse 19. How great is your goodness, which you have stored up for those who fear you, which you bestow in the sight of men on those who take refuge in you. How great is your goodness. How great, amplified. Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear, revere, and worship you. Do you fear God? I said, do you fear God? Do you fear God? He has made goodness available to you. He keeps it. How great is your, which you have laid up, laid in store, prepared. Listen to me. If you fear God, this is your portion. So those who fear, revere, and worship you. Are you somebody who fears God? Are you somebody who worships God? He says that goodness is available for you. You are going to walk in it. I said you are going to walk in it. Listen to me. If you fear God, you will listen to him and you will obey him. When the Lord spoke to me that, hey, young man, can you imagine a young man in the prime of my age? And I was advancing in my, in my career. I was advancing in my profession. Now my name was even becoming known in the, in the, in the fraternity. People were hearing, people were talking about me. People now, whenever they are talking about my company, one of the names that come to them is my name. Because I was doing presentations before the great and the great, mighty people in the industry. And then God says, I put everything down and come and, come and serve me. Serve me to what exactly am I going to do? He said, ah, when you go, I'll show you. I said, ah. So how, what am I going to tell my people? When both said, okay, you are quitting your job to go and do what? I don't know. He said, ah, you just go and pray and fast. If I didn't fear God, I would not have done it. But because... I function in a fear. Sana, he had goodness laid up, prepared for me. Prepared for me. Now, <laughs> now people are jealous of me. 
They are saying I'm eating too much tight. That the tight is making me fat. Somebody even told me something. He said, I also go, oh, go on, you're fasting. And I said, it is the goodness of God. I said, the goodness of God. Listen to me, I eat less than most of you. But still, the body is coming. Amen and amen. It is the goodness of God. It is the goodness of God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Tell someone it's the goodness of God. I'll just give you the, the secret. It's the goodness of God. How, how do you access it? Fear God. You access it by fearing him. So he has laid it for those who fear him. Ephesians 3.20. He said now he, who, him, he, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or even imagine. God is a good God. Our God is my source and he's a good God. Psalm 34 verse 8 to 10. Amplified. Oh, taste and see that the Lord our God is good. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man who trusts and takes refuge in him. Do you see it there again? Oh, fear the Lord, you saints, revere and worship him, for there is no want. Look at that. There is no what? Want. So the curse of lack and want does not apply to they that fear God. There is no want to those who truly revere and worship him with godly fear. Look at the verse 10. The young lions lack food and suffer hunger. But they who seek, inquire, and require the Lord by right of their need and on the, on the authority of his word, none of them shall lack any beneficial thing. None of them shall lack any beneficial thing. Why? It's a taste and see that our God is good. Say, my God is a good God. Do you believe it? Julie, you have to believe this so. It must be in your mind, brain. My God is a good God. So he'll take care of me. My God is a good God. My God is a good God. My God is a good God. There's nothing you will not keep away from me. There's, not, there's nothing you will keep away from me. There's no good thing, no beneficial thing will he withhold from them that fear him. My God is a good God. This is how you meditate until it gets into your brains. Finally, 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 be absolutely dependent on God. Genesis chapter 14 verse 22 and 23. And Abraham said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up my hand unto the Lord. The Most High God, the Possessor of heavens and earth, that I will not take from a you, I will not take from a tread, even to a shoe latchet. When a shoe that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou should say, I have made Abraham rich. Absolute dependence on God. Who is going to make you rich? Who is going to make you rich? Is it Nanado? Is it Mahama? Is it Oforiata? Is it who each other big name? Who is going to make you rich? Only God. No human being can make you rich. God says that he will make you rich. First Timothy chapter 6 verse 17. Depend only on God. Charge them that are rich in this world. That they be not high minded. Not trusting on certain riches. But they should trust in the living God. My brother, my sister, today I've come to tell you that message. That trust only in the living God. Don't trust in anybody else. Yesterday I told you not even in your own strength. Don't trust in your own strength. But in the living God. Who what gives us richly all things to enjoy. Why? The scriptures are not coming anymore. There's a problem. He gives us all things richly to enjoy. First Chronicles 29 verse 12. Both riches and honor come from you. 
both riches and honor, they come from God. Trust absolutely in Him. Trust absolutely in Him. Tonight, we are going to trust God that He'll see to it. He'll see to it. I feel the miracle grace in this place. God is going to see to it. God is going to see to it. Those two things are not the only things that you need. There's something else that you have started praying about. There's something else that you are trusting God for. The Lord said that He's going to see to it. He's going to see to it. And it will happen before the end of this year. Before the end of this year. Before the end of this year. You understand what I'm talking about? You are sure you understand what I'm talking about? Huh? There's something you're, what are you what are you what is it? Huh? You want to do it? Speak up. A bigger place. Only start a bigger place. My God. The Lord said that he will see to it. The Lord said that he will see to it. Ah. What is it that you need? The Lord said that he will see to it. I've seen the miracle grace in this place. What is that you need? Oh, Gaza, Mada, Shatai. Rise up to your feet right now. We are going to download the goodies. We are going to download the goodies. It's just three minutes of prayer. Every good thing, he says, you know, withhold from you. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Sweetheart, can you trust him that he will see to it? Are you sure? When do you want him to see to it? Come. Oh, Bala Basha. Begin to pray right now. Just begin to pray. Close your eyes and just begin to pray. Don't wait for any prayer coming. Begin to pray. Do your thing. Let me do my thing. Do your thing. Let me do my thing. Oh, Lava Shaka. The Lord says that he will see to it. The Lord says that he will see to it. The Lord says that he will see to it. The finances are open door for your education. The Lord says that he will see to it. He will see to it. You, you as well. The Lord says that he will see to it. The Lord says that he will see to it. Look, we have just two minutes. Tap into the flow. Tap into the flow. He will see to it. What is it that you are looking for? Is it a shop? Is it to set up that business? Ah, I don't know about that. Some people right now, what you are praying for right now is about starting your business. I want to just come quickly. Come quickly. What you are praying for right now is not something you are, but it's what you are praying at the moment. That God will help you start that business. In fact, you have been so inspired by this lady's testimony. You are looking for God to set you up. That God will set you up. God will set you up. He said that He will see to it. Oh. Are you praying right now? God said that He will see to it. He says he will see to it. What is that desire? What is that desire? 
What is that desire? I pray right now. He says you see to it. To set up that place of business. He will see to it. He will see to it. Come on, pray, 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 pray in the spirit, everybody. Stretch your hands in front of you and believe God that you are receiving. Yeah, yeah. tell you that he will see to it. He will see to it. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. The grace has been released right now. The grace has been released right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www ebenezeropronipa.com or call 0546-363957. God bless you.